Something awesome. It's school holidays started yesterday. And that caught my attention because it started out, life's not boring. I've already heard boring in my house already on the second day of the holidays. So I thought that was something that we could all relate to. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for those who've given of um, themselves this morning, Father God, who've, Lord, um, given of their time and their abilities, Father God, and also their finances. Lord, I pray that you'll bless all the givers in this church, Father God. Bless them abundantly. And Lord, I pray that as stewards of that, Father God, that we will be wise stewards, Father God, and that your kingdom will be furthered as a result of their gifts. In the name of Jesus, amen. As you probably realise, Paula and Andrew are away on furlough at the moment. So if you need to get in contact with someone from, from, for the, about church stuff for any reason whatsoever, please contact either myself or Beth. Beth's on the road at the moment for a couple of days, but she'll be back on Wednesday. So if there's anything that's concerning you, upsetting you, you want to say, you're doing a great job, please come and see me for the great job and the rest for Beth. No, no, all good. Come and see us during the week if there's anything that you need to get in contact with anyone about core stuff. Otherwise, Paula and Andrew will be back next week. Um, next week during the week so uh, uh, just that last thing okay well like I said school holidays have started and uh, I don't know about you but that's a long two weeks ahead Um, and and the words boring coming out on the first day of the holidays is always a little concerning and uh, so this morning um, I'm actually taking my inspiration from a junior soldier's um, message that I did for Sunday school a little while ago and um, so it's going to be fairly kid friendly and interactive because they're all in with us today. And I need my notes. So I need a couple of kids to come out and help me. I need about, yeah I need a, actually I need a big kid, I need a big kid on each team too. So I need two big kids and four smaller type kids. Come on, Rob. Yes, you. Okay, one more big kid. Okay. Awesome. Now, just around the corner there, there's two big crates full of blocks. If you guys want to grab one each, leave the rest of the stuff behind there. So how many have we got? We've got, we've got one, two, three. You girls can come and help. Chloe, do you want to jump up too? And that'll even us out. So, uh, Chloe, Lara and... No, actually, we'll go Blake. And then you three are the other team. Oh, sorry, Jess. No, I said Lara that way. Okay. So one box of blocks there and one box of blocks over here. Okay. One, two, three. three. Which way did I go? Did I mess it up? No, you need to be on separate teams. Okay. Erin, Chloe. Okay. Who's? Okay. So that side. I'm really not doing this very well. You can see I am not a school teacher. Okay, so Erin and Thomas, Blake and Chloe, and then Lara that way and Jess that way. Okay, now, okay, now what I need you to do is this is a bit of a relay race and the chocolate game crossed over in one. We're playing a game. Now, this is the game. What you have to do is you have to build the tallest tower, but one tower, one tower each, but 
In order to put a block on your tower, you have to roll a six. So you've got to take turns to come up here and roll the dice. And if you roll a six, you can go and put a block on your tower. And the biggest tower is the winner. Do you think we can do that? Okay, so you need to work out who's going first on each team. Girls first. Okay, so let's stand. Okay, make it fair. One step. What? Start the team over here. That's it. Okay, and over this side, you need to stand over here. Erin, start over here. Leave the dice there. I'm glad you're a loving and obedient child. Okay. Are you ready? So you build. You can build your blocks on top of the mercy seat. Yep. Yep. So you got to run over, roll the six. When you roll the six, you've got to run up and put one. No, 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 you can't put the blocks on first. No, 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 blocks stay on the floor. <laughs> oh, good try, boys. Okay, so are you ready? Now, you can't hold the blocks until the six is rolled. No touching the blocks until you've rolled the six. Oh, okay. Goodness me, there's some very dodgy rule breaking going on here. Okay. Are you ready? On your marks. Get set. Go. So first one, roll a six. Okay, quick, one block on. Quick, next person. Lara, quick, come over and roll the dice, sweetheart. Roll the dice. And this is why we have big kids and little kids on the teams. Come on, cheer them on, cheer them on. Build your tower. I should have put some music in there, shouldn't I? I promise you they're unweighted dices. This could take a while. <laughs> okay. Right now, we're chewing up school holiday time. Yes. Parents, good idea for the holidays. Do it with Lego. It'll take longer to build the tower to the top. I think she's getting the idea now. Getting taller. Oh, this one's getting big. This one. 
hot box. Getting taller. Perfect love realized here with you. So who's having more fun, the little kids or the big kids, do you reckon? Knock it over, you gotta start again, so be careful. Okay, you can leave the you can leave the towers up. I need the towers up. 
So you'll have to rebuild them now. <laughs> My sermon's based on those towers. You can't put them away. You say, well, what's a sermon got to do with God? Like, like what's, a, what's a pile of blocks got to do with God, a block relay? Well, we want to talk today to you. Leave them, leave them. You can plaque them up later. Okay, what I want to talk to you today is about glorifying God. And I can see you're all making the connection, pile of blocks, glorifying God. That makes a lot of sense. But what happens if I took... (laughs) It's going to start again. Okay, who's got their most favourite thing in the world with them? Who's a bit of an iPhone addict and has a phone? Can I borrow your phone? Just for a minute, I will give it back, I promise. No, no, no. We'll use that tower, it's safer. Okay, so this is a prized possession. It's a link with the... Settle down, Anne. Okay, now my daughter, my oldest daughter, loves handball. So one of her most prized possessions is... No, no, no. You're upstaging me. (laughs) The kids can have the blocks in five minutes. I just need it for five minutes more. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You can play with them soon, Zane. What I want to talk to you about is glorifying God. And, you know, we have prized possessions in our in, in our life, don't we? Things that we love, things that, and, and people can be prized too. Like I said, my daughter loves handball. And her favourite thing at the moment and the thing that brings her most joy, the thing that she checks every time she walks out the door for school is how I got my handball. And you know what's most devastating? When a handball gets lost in the bushes or down a drain because you can't get them out of the drain. So for her, she could raise her handball up to a higher spot and it's elevated isn't it it's up high and here's our iphone a connection prized possession facebook instagram all those things that lead us connected up high what if it falls i'm in big trouble if it falls i will give it back in a minute before the kids get a hold of it but we've elevated them haven't we we've raised them up they're on top of a tower of blocks you say well what's that got to do with glorifying god i still don't see the connection Well, to glorify means to elevate and to raise up. And so, in effect, what we've done by putting that phone and that handball on top of that crazy tower of blocks is to glorify or elevate the ball or the handball, haven't we? We've raised them up. We've raised them up. We've lifted them up higher. They're raised up. They're raised up above our line of sight, for those of you who are sitting down. It's up high. We're lifting it up. We're raising it up. And you know what? We are called to glorify God and to lift him up and raise him up. I'm going to give the phone back before I, it falls down and breaks. Thank you. Now if they fall down, it's no big drama. But we're called to glorify God. Psalm 86 verse 12 says, I give thanks to you, my Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify
your name forever. And it's interesting we sang that song that, you know, I will be yours forever. The reason we will be his forever is because we will be glorifying him forever. Throughout all eternity, we will sing God's praises. We will glorify him. We will raise him up. We will lift him up. Glorify. The definition of glorify is to worship or adore someone or something. Now, there's many things in our lives that we glorify. For example, Friday night, we glorified the Cowboys. Woo! Go the Cowboys. Awesome game. Awesome game. And I only watched the second half, which was the best bit to watch anyway. But, you know, we glorify the Cowboys, don't we? We lift them up. We raise them up. They're a little bit on a pedestal. Even if they throw eggs at people on the street, we lift them up, we raise them up, we glorify them, we get excited when we talk about them. They become a huge subject of conversation that we can talk about. Some people can talk about non-stop for hours and hours and hours. Can't they, Lisa? Yep. Yes, like you over there. Can you think of some other things in your life that you might glorify in that text? Something that you can talk about for hours and hours and hours or something that you get excited about when you mention it? Work. Some people, yeah, some people really enjoy their work. What about family? Bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Something that consumes you, that takes hours that you can talk about. David just said he talks about it all the time. Chocolate, chocolate. Who can talk about chocolate? Who can, who can enjoy chocolate? Chocolate, I had chocolate down as an example, actually. We could raise chocolate up on top of there. I think if I put a block of chocolate and put it up there, it'd be a limited edition, it'd be gone. Race cars is another thing we can glorify. We can raise it up, we can talk about it. We get excited when we talk about Bathurst or Fords versus Holdens, don't we? What about family, children? Some of us, that's what our whole world revolves around and what, we, what is, is the most important thing to us. And we raise them up, we lift them up. We get excited when we talk about our children or our partners or our, our extended family. Friends, sometimes it's friends. We become consumed by what we're doing with our friends and they take up all our being. That's all it means is to glorify something, is to be excited about it, to raise it up, to lift it up, to get excited about it. When was the last time that you felt that way about God? When was the last time that all you could think about, all that consumed you, what made you excited, what you talked to everyone about was what God had done for you? What's the most exciting thing God's done for you recently? And you know what? All those other things are great. The cowboys, chocolate, bodybuilding, cars, family, friends, they're all great. But really, at the end of the day, God is the only one who is worthy of all that praise and adoration, isn't he? He's the one who gave us life to enjoy all those things. When's the last time that we got excited about glorifying God? When's the last time that we just sat there and said, God, you know, I'm just blown away by you. I'm amazed by you. I'm excited for what you're going to do next. 
When's the last time that we felt that way? I know sometimes the mundane things of life dim that feeling. And we forget, don't we? And then something happens and all of a sudden we get excited again. And we build up that tower of blocks again and we raise God up. And then something comes along and just knocks it down. And we forget again. And yet God's there all the time. And we are called to glorify him. But how do we glorify him, you say? Well, well, you know, it's kind of, how do we elevate God? What do we do? Well, there's four principles to glorifying God. It's enjoying being with him and spending time with him. It's loving him. It's trusting him and it's obeying him. That's all we need to do. Four simple words. Enjoy, love, trust and obey. Simple. Anyone can do that, can't they? No problems. No problems. To truly glorify God, we need to enjoy being with him, love him, trust him and obey him. And for all of us, one or more of those is going to be a little bit more difficult to do than others. So first one, number one on our list, enjoying him. Spending time with him. Simple as that, spending time with him. Praying, reading the word, studying the word, sitting in his presence in peace and quiet and allowing him to talk to you, being still in his presence, loving him for who he is, sitting in his presence. Loving him. Quiet times. Worship at church is spending time with him. Taking that time out to really commune. Not just coming in and seeing the words on the screen, but really thinking about what you're saying, what you're doing, who you're talking to. Spending time with him. That's how we enjoy his presence. And like I said, for some people that's really tricky to do. Sitting still is really hard to do. Having that regular commitment with Bible study is hard to do. But that's how we enjoy his presence. The second thing to, re- to glorify God and to, to uplift him and edify him in our lives is to love him. And loving him is different to enjoying him and spending time with him. Truly loving him is... Having every part of your being absorbed by him. Do you remember, for those of you who, who might be married or have been in love before, what it feels like that f- in that first initial stage of loving someone? All you want to do is spend time with that person. All your thoughts revolve around that person. All you can think about is when you get to see them next and you can tell them about the little things in your life. Every part of your being is absorbed by that person because you are just so in love with that person. Now jump ahead to when you first came to know Jesus. 
Were you, obs- were you absorbed by him? You just wanted to tell everybody how great he was, how marvellous he was, what he'd done in your life, that he'd redeemed you, that he'd saved you, that you felt clean inside, that you were a new person, all those feelings of intense love for God. That's how you edify God. That's how you glorify him. It's by having that all-consuming love for him. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. With all your heart, every part in you. All your feelings are directed towards God, that you love him above all else. All your soul and your mind, your emotions, your thoughts are geared towards God. Your ideals, your passions, your dreams, your goals, everything about you is directed towards God. Is you, you think about God. You are in line with God. You are absorbed by God. That is loving God with your whole being, your whole self. Everything in you is, love, is loving God. Your whole mind, your whole heart your whole soul, everything in you, your whole being. We glorify God by loving him. Thirdly, and this is one that I really struggle with, is we glorify God by trusting him, by not being self-sufficient, by taking that Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding and your own way of doing things. And God, I'll do it my way. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Say, I am who I am because of you. I am doing what I'm doing because of you. I can be because of you. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Trusting in him. Trusting is one of the hardest things I personally find to do. I'm naturally geared to be a very self-sufficient and autocratic type of person. There's something to do, get in and do it. Make it happen. So trusting in an all-powerful, all-loving God who has his plans and purposes for me is something I really struggle to do. Now, I want to do a little exercise this morning about trust because like I said this is one area I struggle with so I particularly like this little exercise and it sounds like we need to have a little bit of a diversion about now so if my two big helpers could come and help me So we need to lay the tarp down here. So I'm going to make a mess. Are we allowed to make a mess in church? Okay, now I need... Just laying it flat. Just laying it right out flat. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Now I need... Two people in about grade four to grade six is a good age group. So, who can I get? Hunter, do you want to come out? Yep. 
No, you've already had a go, Chloe. Okay. Now, boys. <coughs> I have some eggs in here. No, no, no. So I'm going to put these eggs down here. You just stay there. I'm going to put these eggs on the floor here. That's why we have a tarp. Thanks, guys. That's okay. So what I'm going to get you to do is one of you has to be the leader. Who's the leader? Who wants... You're going to be the leader, Hunter? Okay, so... <coughs> what I'm going to get you to do is that Hunter is going to lead you through the eggs all around them without stepping on them. Do you trust him? Okay. So I want, you to, I want you to go out the back, both of you. Just go out behind the door there. No peeking. Off you go. Go out the back. And I'll call you when we're ready. So there's lots of eggs there. They're not boiled. They're, so they're messy. Okay. Just wait there. Put the blindfold on. Okay. <coughs> uh, yeah, no, don't throw the eggs. You're going to lead him out, Hunter. And you're not to tell him anything that's out here, okay? So you're going to keep your mouth shut. Shh. And you're going to lead him through the eggs without him stepping on them and crunching them. Okay. Are you ready? Do you trust him? You trust him? Yeah? He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to lead you on any eggs on purpose, is he? No, he's not. Okay. Are you ready? Take your shoes off, yeah? It might get a bit messy. Okay. So are you ready? Okay, Hunter. You've got to lead him through without stepping on anything. Pretty good. Very good. Well done, Hunter. Don't peek yet. Now, do you trust me? Really? Okay. Now, I'm going to lead you through. Did you step on it? Okay, you take it off now. Do you, do you trust me now? No. <laughs> Thanks, boys. You can sit down. If you guys just want to lift that up and get rid of it, thank you. Thank you, thank you.
So I'm not very trustworthy, am I? But can you see, can you see there how it was an element of trust, to trust a person that he didn't know very well, to lead him through what could have been eggs that could be very messy to walk through. And he, even though he was still walking through, crunching things, he still trusted to the end, didn't he? He stayed on path. And even when I let him through, he still trusted to a degree that he wouldn't end up stepping on eggs, that there was something up. Our God is 100% trustworthy. He won't throw a curveball at you like cornflakes instead of eggs. Our God can be trusted. I can't be, obviously, but our God can be trusted. And that's how we glorify him, by trusting in him, by allowing him to have control of our lives. And that's really hard to do. The last thing that we need to do to glorify God is to obey him. And it's not just obeying him by the letter of the law and saying, yes, God, and doing all the right things. It's obeying him with a heart of gratitude. When my girls first became junior soldiers, there's a line in the junior soldiers pledge that says that I will be a loving and obedient child. I love that line because it's not just for junior soldiers. It's for all of us. We all need to be loving and obedient children of our God. And obedience is doing the right thing because we love him. Not just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But doing the right thing because we love him. Doing the right thing because that's what he's asked us to do. Doing it with the right attitude. How many of you who have parents have had had your kids and you said, okay, it's your turn to do your chores and there's grumbling and there's complaining and there's eye rolling and there's stomping and there's door slamming, but they still do the job. They're, they're, they're obeying, they're doing what they're asked, aren't they? They're doing the right thing. How much more pleasing is it is when you ask them to do something and they just get in and do it without arguing, without complaining, they do a great job. And there's no fights. And their attitude is in the right place. Isn't that so much more pleasing? The first case, they're doing the right thing. They're being obedient. Their attitude stinks, but they're still being obedient. But they're doing it out of, I'm going to get in trouble. Instead of the second case, they're obeying because they love. They're obeying because they want to. Very different. And that's how we glorify God. That's when we glorify God is when we obey him like the child that gets in and does the chores without arguing, without complaining and has the right heart attitude. And that's the four things tied into one. If we love God, we will obey him without complaining and arguing. If we trust him, we will, we will love him because we allow him, the person who we trust, we love them if we trust them. We glorify God by loving him, by trusting him, by obeying him and by spending time and enjoying his presence. So when we glorify God, we do those four things. As we wind up today, I've got a little clip that will hopefully summarise all of that into a little nutshell because it's been a little disruptive this morning with our little people in. 
So this short clip will hopefully pull all that together for you in how we glorify our God, what we do to glorify him. Thanks, Bailey. You know, the idea of glorifying God can be uh, somewhat vague to people. You ask the question, well, how do, how do I do that? Is, that? is that just something you do in a church building? Is that just something you do when you're singing? But the fact is, is that we all know how to glorify something or someone because we do it all the time. I mean, when you discover a restaurant that you love, what do you do? You talk about it. You tell other people about it. Uh, when you get a new, a new phone or some new gadget, uh, you want to, to not only use it, you want to use it in front of other people. You want to convince everyone else to get the same phone as you. And in those moments, you are exalting that thing. You're, you're glorifying it. You're, you're showing off its greatness. Uh, the same is true when we love someone. Think about a young couple in love, a guy who is crazy about a girl. Uh, he doesn't just want to enjoy that relationship with her. He wants to, he wants to sing songs about that girl. He wants to, to tell the whole world how passionate he is about her. Well, these are all examples of us being people who, who bring glory to other people or to other things. And God is the one who is most worthy uh, of our, our glorifying efforts. He is, he's our creator. The, the, the wonder of his creativity is all around us. Uh, he's powerful. He has limitless power and wisdom, and then incredibly, he, he gives us his affection. He loves us. He loved us in giving us his son so that we might be redeemed and have a relationship with him. And you go down the list, and there are so many reasons for us to be thanking him, to be drawing attention to how awesome he is, how, how wonderful he is. There's no one more worthy uh, of being brought glory. And that's why we were created. That's why we exist. And one of the most powerful ways that we bring God glory is to obey Him. And I'm not talking about the, the kind of obedience where you, you, know, you roll your eyes and you drag your feet. Uh, you've, you've seen kids do that when it comes to obeying their parents. There's no, there's no glory brought to mom or dad when a kid is obeying like that. But when, when we obey with joy, when we obey because we trust God, and we say with our lives, you know, I'm, I'm not just doing this because I have to do it or because there's a rule, but because I know, I believe that your way is best. In those moments, we are, we're making a statement that God can be trusted, that he cares about us, that his way really is good. These are all examples of how we bring glory to God, and he's worthy of that glory. Amen. So if you missed the entire part of my sermon, that was it, all in a nutshell. I'm going to ask the band to come up and uh, I'm going to throw them a bit of a curveball. Instead of doing um, the, the song that we had chosen, I want to sing 10,000 Reasons. Because, you know, this is an opportunity for us to enjoy being with God and to glorify Him. There are so many reasons that we can thank Him this morning for who He is. Thanks. So we're all going to stand and we're going to sing 10,000 Reasons. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And sing it with the, the glory of our God in, in mind. Glorify him as we sing it. Sing it as a prayer. I'm not going to um, ask people to come up to the altar call. If you need someone to pray with you, please do. But I'm not going to make a, a, a formal request to come forward this morning. What I'm going to ask is that right here, right now, we settle ourselves into an attitude 
of glorifying the God who created us, of glorifying the person who died for us so that he could have a relationship with us, of glorifying the person who is always there for us no matter what, of glorifying him by blessing him in our praise and edifying him.